Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody. Welcome to What Culture Gaming. I'm Scott, joined by Josh. Hello, Scott. Josh, my friend, we stayed up super late, 10 p.m. last night, to watch the <laughs> Nintendo Direct, the latest uh, showcase, the mainline Direct showcase that Nintendo haven't done one of for about 530 days, I think was what the, Wow, um, the I did not was. know it was that long. Um, lots of little mini ones, um, and they addressed at the start of it that they haven't done a proper Direct in a while, so obviously going into it, um, I mean, about half a million people were watching it. I think at one point it peaked over a million. Um, either way, yeah. it was a big old deal. Um, and a lot of people thought, you know, there'll be some there'll be some cool stuff there. And it's not that there wasn't any cool stuff there, but the general yeah. sentiment um, during and especially after from across the board seems to be massive amounts of disappointment. Yeah, I mean, I've been going into the previous, you know, mini directs from Nintendo not expecting much, but I kind mm. of fell into the trap of getting my hopes up a little bit with this. Because like you said, this was a proper big one. You know, there was over a million people tuned in, at least on the stream I was watching. And I thought, maybe they're going to have some news. Maybe there'll be some Breath of the Wild 2 news, maybe some Metroid news. You know, maybe they'll have some big announcements. And while there were a few interesting things that I am personally looking forward to, it was just kind of like a bit deflating, especially because we've had like a pretty much a year of kind of nothing from Nintendo yeah. for the Switch. Like there haven't been a few games, but there hasn't been the kind of second wave push that I expected there to be at this point in the console's life cycle. And overall, I think the general sentiment is just kind of like, is that all you got? Is, <laughs> is that really all you got, you know? I think they must be feeling like the effects of 2020 a bit more than they're letting on. Like one of the key yeah. parts that a lot of people are focusing on is when Eiji Onuma came out. He's the producer on Breath of the Wild, longtime Zelda uh, creative. Um, and he opened his speech. It cut to him and he was like, oh, you probably, it literally said something like, you're, pro you're probably yeah. thinking that with me on the screen, it's going to be Breath of the Wild too. But it's not. Um, <laughs> a lot of us are like, well, why would you even say that really? Um, but I get their honesty, and I, I, in a way, I kind, yeah. of, kind of appreciate it. And um, that segued into Skyward Sword being uh, put into HD. Obviously, it's a Wii U game. That game was initially made for motion controls, um, and it's been it's sort of like up in the air as to how they were going to do it on Switch. The solution is that they're going to map the motion controls to the right stick. Um, what do you think of that whole thing? Did Skyward Sword get you? To me, like, I mean, I love Zelda, but it was such an it's such an old school looking playing Zelda compared to where yeah. they went in Breath of the Wild. And I, they even know that too because they had a whole segment being like, "Don't worry, guys. There's the, you've got the." Yeah. <laughs> and it's like you didn't climb the walls and like you know we, we started these things uh, in this game and don't worry like it's totally gonna be you know if you if you like breath of the wild it's totally gonna be for you 
Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's, it felt like, well, like you said there, it felt like an ad directly <laughs> for me because, you know, right. I grew up not having Nintendo consoles. My first um, Zelda was Breath of the Wild. Right. So to have them coming out and being like, look, if you like Breath of the Wild, you'll probably like this one. <laughs> it was like some dude down the market, like trying to sell you something, you know, that you probably don't really need, but they're trying to like big it up with some showmanship. But genuinely, yeah. I am looking forward to um, Skyward Sword. Like I said, I haven't played the original. I thought it looked cool how they have adapted it to the switch obviously you can still use the motion controls if it's docked but you can play it handheld mm. too i think i will play it with the motion controls it looks a bit more satisfying than right. using the stick to swipe and stuff but i i'm personally excited for it but i can imagine if you've you know if you're all if you've already played skyward sword or if you were looking forward to a port of a different zelda game rather than this one then you mm. might be you know perhaps justifiably so a bit disappointed that that's the only well, zelda announcement we got yeah, so one of the biggest things about this direct is that, like, you know, they said it's going to be 50 minutes long, and it was. It was, like, a sizable one. I think one of the longest ones yeah. that they've done so far. Um, it is also Zelda's 35th anniversary this year, which they didn't mention at all. Um, mm. And maybe that's because... Because all the, the, the AJ Numa segment ended with him saying, hey, we think we'll have more information for you later this year. Yeah. Which, I, I mean, Breath of the Wild was meant to be out this year. So Breath of the Wild 2 was meant to be out this year. So, like, at the minute, at the minute we're just sort of going, like, well, maybe you'll have an update. Like, a sort of a trailer for an update that might come in 2021 mm-hmm. maybe you just push everything back um, but yeah they didn't mention the 35th anniversary stuff the only game that we got was Skyward Sword HD um, which looks fine I mean obviously Skyward Sword has a reputation as being arguably the worst Zelda of them all even though it is a prequel it is sort of it sets a lot of, it cements a lot of stuff canon wise that was all that, were, yeah. that was always up in the air um, but because they didn't mention the 35th anniversary thing um, since the direct has gone up there has been comments from uh, VGC and Eurogamer saying don't worry Wind Waker and Twilight Princess are also both coming to the Switch but it was just bizarre that they weren't part of the direct um, mm. and it also makes you wonder if they're just going to do um, the Mario 35th anniversary style thing of just bundling those games together um, just as the kind of pretty much as they were rather than sort of touch them up because Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword both have massively long tutorials they take a right. long time before you're like in the the formula of Zelda before it sort of starts to click which was obviously something the Breath of the Wild kind of upended um, it's worth throwing in as well that um, in terms of like big games um, Splatoon 3 um, that, yeah. I'm pretty like psyched to see that weird opening single player thing um, yeah. where it's like the apocalypse and there's an upside down Eiffel Tower and one of the squid kids is like Mad Max now um, but what did you think of that stuff because I think I'm a bigger Splatoon fan than you but did that did that grab you? You are, but it grabbed me, but kind of in the wrong way. It kind of grabbed me <laughs> by my ankles or whatever, or just a place you're not supposed to be grabbed. Um, no. Because when it first like started up and the trailer was like, you know, it almost hinted at this single player direction, maybe even a story driven direction. Mm. I thought, this is cool. This is something I didn't expect. You know, the trailer was well directed. Mm. I thought, I suddenly realized that I have a lot of reverence for the Splatoon world and the I, Splatoon I love characters. The squid kids so much, dude. Yeah, Jeez. you love the squid kids. They're, 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 they're kids and also squids, you know what I mean? But I thought they were going <laughs> down a perhaps a different direction maybe it was going to be a spin-off you know maybe it was going to be a completely different style of game than what splatoon is so Mm. when it was just splatoon 3 i was like that's cool because splatoon is good but also i actually kind of would have liked maybe this weird spin-off maybe this um strange adaptation where you have the characters and you do something completely different Josh Brown, I have news for you. They um, they pretty much did a single player expansion for Splatoon 2. It's just that they did right. it months and months later. And it was just like, obviously everybody plays Splatoon for the multiplayer, the whole ketchup versus mayo, um, team mayo. 
And uh, I think that like when they did do their single player thing, a lot of people went, oh, what the hell is that? And it is a weird like arena based thing, but that was their attempt at a single player. And I thought that was mm-hmm. going to be the bridge. And then Splatoon 3 would be a more single player focused thing. Yeah. And it had like a weird slow, yeah, like a slow burn intro. One of the kids is arriving back into the town. Um, and it's like there's flashes of what that place is going to look like when you rebuild it or whatever the hell the story is going to be for Splatoon 3. Yeah. Um, the other thing um, that got a few people talking was Mario Golf, um, which there hasn't <laughs> been a mainline Mario Golf game since 2003, um, which is weird because it feels like, I think it's because the sheer amount of Mario games that Nintendo put out, it feels yeah. like he's everywhere at once. Um, but yeah, there hasn't been a, a Mario Golf game since 2003 on the GameCube. Um, not that I can think what that one was called, Mushroom Course or something. And um, But th- did that get you? Because I was like, ah, I didn't really like Mario Tennis Aces. Like, I sort of, yeah. like, I like the idea of this stuff. Um, the whole running around fighting each other, get into the hole. That's a nice idea. Um, but I think that was one of the only sort of, like, fan-pleasing moments that was in there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, yeah, I have no kind of affinity for Mario Golf. Can't say I'm a huge <laughs> Mario Golf fan. But at the uh, same time, I was like, this is cool. I'll probably never, ever buy it. But should we ever <laughs> go back to the office and have lunch times together, I can imagine oh. sinking a lot of time playing some Mario Golf or stealing someone else's Switch to play it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it looked really fun. And I imagine people who, you know, have been waiting for another Mario <laughs> Golf game are going to be absolutely buzzing by that mm-hmm. announcement. I saw it all My over thing- Twitter anyway. It was memed to, de- to death afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My thing watching it was, I mean, Bowser in like full golf getup. Anything with Bowser <laughs> just gets me to go. But um, yeah, I mean, the whole their idea of like sort of hybridizing like standard Mario gameplay, like you're sprinting, you're platforming, you're trying to get to the yeah. next hole, fighting each other, and then doing the next uh, next shot. That's cool. Um, there was also um, Star Wars Hunters um, from yeah. Zynga, which like was barely anything in terms of the reveal, um, but I guess like is another non EA Star Wars game. So those things are just going to keep coming. Um, but that game is also on iOS and Android. It's a um, I wrote down exactly. They're calling it a free to play a squad-based arena combat game. Mm. So does, does that get you going? JP? No, I mean, sure. I mean, the, the most interesting <laughs> part of that was I was looking for whether or not it was going to be EA because I know they do have, mm. well, there is the rumor that they have a small-scale Star Wars shooter in development. And I was thinking, is this it? No, it doesn't seem like it is. But it's cool. I like that Lucasfilm Games is, you know, hitting the ground running with a bunch of different Star Wars titles now that aren't. Mm-hmm out by EA because it is free to play I'll probably give it a go because it's Star Wars and it looked cute I suppose (laughs) it's a weird kind of descriptor for it but yeah, sure, man. Like, I'm here I feel for like that. a lot of uh, companies are chasing the Fortnite dollar. Uh, yeah, some totally. More than others, but it was that was the vibe I got from that. Was like, let's take Star Wars characters that you know and love, and because it's on mobile as well, it's going to be a microtransaction city. Yeah. And it was probably. just like, you know, we're just going to mash them all together. You fight a few dudes, and then you you play someone else. And oh, don't you want to unlock the extra deluxe version of the storm? <laughs> We've been there, you know, and I think maybe it'll play brilliant, um, but because it's the combo of Zynga with Star Wars, I don't know. Um, the other thing in terms of the ugh pile was the game whose name I've completely forgot and can't Google right now, but it was the EA thing, um, which was like, it was it's, it's greenlit by EA's Originals program, so it was it was that dodgeball game where it showed like right. a like a Rainbow Six looking soldier, an orc looking dude, yes. um, and a woman yeah, in yeah, armor yeah. with like the white hair, um, which that orc is bang on the one from Warcraft or is bang on the one from Raid <laughs> Shadow Legends. Like, I think it was going to be some, you know, amalgamation thing. Um, but it's not, it's called something like Team City Blowout. You know, it's one of them. Um, yeah. And I did think that the actual mechanic of just starting dudes with dodgeballs looked cool. But again, Fortnite chasing dollar. Like, it wasn't yeah. like there was a few things that stood out in that Nintendo Direct that were just sort of, here's your arbitrary turn based RPG, here's your arbitrary Fortnite game. Um, yeah. I think that kind of can um, contribute to the general feeling of like, okay, like, you know, when you're watching one of these shows and it's like, ah, this is fine, but what else you got? And then that yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. feeling just kept going and going until it didn't really sort of peak. 
that's it. I think the best way to describe a lot of these game announcements is that they weren't like offensive in and of themselves, but every mm. single time something like this dodgeball game came on screen, or even some of the you know turn-based RPGs like you mentioned, I was kind of thinking, oh, it's another one of those. We've 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 had <laughs> we've had one of these already, perhaps. Yeah, Maybe even in this, this stream so far. Them. Yeah, this box has been ticked. Um, like where's something new or maybe a bit different or unexpected. I think that's the key thing of, mm-hmm. even though there were a lot of titles that we obviously didn't know about, none of them necessarily felt unexpected in terms of their mechanics or their design or their kind of you know intent of what they're mm-hmm. trying to be. They all felt familiar in a, in a bit too much of a uh, safe way, I guess. I'd say I will mention, because I did laugh, and actually it's very quickly worth mentioning No More Heroes got a release date of August 27th. Um, th- that's another whole thing. We haven't got that much time to sort of break this down, but um, they said beforehand that all of this stuff was going to be focused on the first half of 2021. Yeah, and, um, then... and most of it was, but then they hmm. still had the st- um, stuff that was scheduled for 2022, or things like No More Heroes, which is coming out in August. So it's like you could have just done an update on Breath of the Wild 2, Metroid Prime 4, Bayonetta 3, um, the big titles that are still, that we know are coming. Um, yeah. But I thought they were going to just sort of sweep all of that on well, you know, it's not valid. It's not valid because we're doing the first half of the year. But then they just sort of abandoned that halfway through anyway, and just it was like, yeah. well, Splatoon three, I guess. That was the kind of weird thing about Splatoon three because when it came up twenty twenty two, I was kind of mm. like, oh, I this is like your one extra thing. Yeah. It would have been cool if it was for twenty twenty one, but now it kind of makes me wonder why Breath of the Wild didn't have you know at least something to say. If these mm. aren't just games from the first half, and you are willing to show and tease other games, then what what? Why does this make the cut and why does this not make the cut? It just yeah. it raised more questions than it should have, Scott. And I was kind of like, <laughs> you, you. It's almost like they knew that they didn't have enough, you know, in terms of quality or strength or appeal to only do a show about the first half of 2021. Mm. So they needed to throw in something else. You know, they needed mm. to have that Splatoon three thing at the end uh, that kind of extended it beyond that because that's the final stinger that will get you know thumbnails and headlines and stuff yeah true i mean i, I like the variety of titles that were there but it did feel like they were struggling a bit like um, just when it was like legend of mana remake which the like the whole pixel smoothing art look just looked horrible stuff like that um we did just for a laugh i remember when they uh, the octopath traveler sequel which is called project triangle strategy which is <laughs> probably the best name in gaming history to be honest. maybe but, like, maybe just brilliant i mean yeah they're doing like a final fantasy tactics sort of follow-on to octopath where octopath was like channeling 90s rpgs this is kind of channeling their spin-offs to try and do like a turn-based strategy type thing um but project triangle strategy is a working title um, I just loved it at the end of that. They were like, we're going to do a feedback survey. And it's like, their first question will be, should we keep this name? And it's like, <laughs> no, you should do anything else. Um, quick closing thoughts on the whole thing, JP. Yeah, like, it's just, I feel because we've been so starved for, you know, big gaming announcements for a little while now, and mm. because this was the big Nintendo Direct for a while, um, expectations were high. And while I don't think we got any kind of games that looked bad, or the show itself was necessarily awful, it mm. did feel certainly disappointing and deflating and I did leave it kind of wondering oh is that it I wasn't actively like annoyed or you know no. angry at Nintendo and stuff it just kind of is carrying on this um you know real drought of games and announcements coming from Nintendo especially I mean you know Microsoft and Sony are also kind of falling into that trap now but mm. I feel like me personally someone who has a switch who wants to love the switch the games that I'm looking forward to are, are all like ports they're all right. Skyward Sword HD or the, the Mario 3D All-Stars yeah. which if, if according to a lot of people isn't even the best versions of those games anyway so it's kind of like Ah, I want to play more Switch, man. I want more games. And there's a lot of stuff here that's kind of piqued my interest, but nothing that I wanted to immediately go out and like pre-order or hunt down more information about. There was just a lot of nice stuff. 
Yeah, in so many ways, it was Nintendo AF in regards to them just yeah. sort of falling back and going, "We're Nintendo, you're gonna love us anyway." Yeah. Um, and I think that, like, you know, they have the whole the Mario 35th anniversary thing from last year. That's timed exclusive. The, the timed sales window runs out in March. Yeah. And um, so I guess they were kind of they don't want to remind people of that, so they're kind of going to wait. And then, assumedly, when that's up, maybe that will be replaced by the Wind Waker Twilight Princess thing, um, if that's even if that does become true. Um, but yeah, overall, let us know what you think down in the comments below of the first Nintendo Direct in 500 and whatever it was days. Um, for now, I've been Scott from WhatCulture.com. I've been Josh from WhatCulture.com. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.